0: It's time to go beyond the headlines Cause I don't put in overtime just so I can headline Okay, now it's Fox Sports, I'm live with Renee. Going hard every day, sports rapping every play Different segments for your favorites Coming at you daily, with positive vibes Yeah, we some
1: game changers Basketball, football, soccer With different interviews, you never know who may pop up Listen, only on Beyond the Headlines This is Beyond the Headlines Only on Beyond the Headlines This is Beyond the Headlines Only on Beyond the Headlines This is Beyond the Headlines With Renee Washington
0: Hello everybody, welcome into another edition of Beyond the Headlines With me, your host Renee Washington Brought to you by Fox Sports Radio We've got another great episode lined up for you With a guest that is doing tremendous things Not only in music, but also across mental health and other areas So I am so excited today as we have our featured artist of the week and honestly get bringing you positive vibes, bringing you a little bit of everything today. So as always, if you have not already, be sure to give us a follow across all social media platforms. You can check me out here across social media and also beyond the headlines on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. So you can always keep up with these great updates, stories, and interviews that we are bringing you. So a fellow Jersey native joining the show today, Dave, excuse Dave Chappelle, I knew I was gonna do that. I knew I was gonna do that. Rashid Chappelle is joining us, the real Chappelle, the one and only, who is gonna be talking about his career in music and the work that he's doing in mental health and other areas as well. So it's a little bit of positive vibes only, but it's also a little bit of our Artist Spotlight today. What's up, it's Microphone Rocky, and here's our host for Nate Washington with the Artist Spotlight. Y'all, when I tell you I knew I was going to do this because I was watching something about Dave Chappelle earlier and the names had me all confused. It is Rasheed Chappelle joining us on the show here from Jersey, North Jersey, the second best part of New Jersey. Oh, second wow. where I'm at, of course. That is Rasheed Chappelle.
1: How you doing, Renee? Nice to have you. <laughs> oh, man. i am
0: excited to have you on i love the things that you are doing um and honestly it's impressive to see how you are tapping into all of these different lanes so tell everybody what you've been up to we're in the middle of november as we're having this conversation the holiday season is here you've been pumping out some great content doing big things what have you been up to Rashid? oh man
1: i just oh, man. i just it's been really sense. working on trying to um promote this album i have coming out in a few Days actually with ex-Peter Marksman from uh, Los Angeles, California, as well as you know, spreading a word about you know uh, fitness and, and mental health. So that's just everyday grind for me.
0: I love it. I love to see it. And you know, the biggest thing that I sh- that you're sharing that I took away too is how you're more than just an artist. You know, it's more than just your music. That you're you're also tapping into these other areas of fitness and mental health. So. First, I definitely want to get into the music side because you mentioned it's it's an exciting time. You've got music coming up, and I loved listening to and just hearing the music that you've already been putting out. But the work that you did with with XP The Marksman, as you talk about a collaboration, East Coast West Coast collaboration. Uh, tell us how that came to be and and what people can expect from it.
1: Well, um, first, I just want to send condolences to XP and his family. He recently just lost his mom about a week ago, and um, initially, that's how he and I connected. He made a post. On his instagram uh a couple months ago um, a couple months ago uh talking about her declining health and I reached out to him just to kind of offer some words of uh you know encouragement to tell me keep fighting and uh he came to uh New York for the revealing of the um Fred de godson's uh, street in the Bronx, and that's where we linked up initially. And then from there, that night, we actually went to the studio and laid down the first two tracks, which is on this album. And that's how the whole connection began from that.
0: And you talk about Fred the Godson, who all that's as you talk about the passing of his mom. I remember hearing the news about Fred the Godson as well, and actually having an interview with another guest on our show talking about it. Um, but just the way that music is uniting people through different tragedies, through different loss. To be able to bring you together, and that in itself is something that you're that you're alluding to. That it's it's special. That in moments of a low point in your life, you're able to collaborate and come together to do something beautiful. So, what were the conversations? I know you have your own experiences, and you know, having dealt with your own mother's um, health and and passing, that you were able to share that as you talk about having that in common. You know, that can't be easy. Two two men having you know an emotional shared experience how did that come to be and what even made you decide to reach out and, and say that this, you know what, let's make this happen?
1: Well, you know, my mom, she, she hasn't passed. She, um she just had a lot to deal with. And it's uh, one of the things that, you know, really shaped me um early on from her drug addiction and, her in and out of the uh you know judicial system and incarceration. And so, you know, to see that he still had that 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 kinship with his mom is something that, you know, I missed out on a lot of years because of her being gone. And so, I don't know, it was just maybe just the wording that he said it that made me reach out to him in that way because we didn't know each other previous to that. So, it was just the kind of way that he worded it that I reached out to him instead of trying to, you know, be on a public sphere. I kind of went to the DM and just kind of just offered him some words to keep pushing and and it was just like you know, he reached, he, 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 received what I said in such a way that he decided to reach back and we just started working from there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's special. That's special. And my apologies on that typo error. Um, But, you know, I think that is, is so incredible to hear the fact that you have been able to take again, low, you know, your own struggles, you know, dealing with your, with your mom, him losing his mom and being able to share these experiences, do something bigger. And I think that's something that a lot of people, when we, when we think about music, we often just assume it's all the same genres of drugs and the same types of topics that we're getting into. But, you know, you're, you're sharing that music. It's more than just that. It's being able to use it as a positive way to, to uplift, to inspire, to tell great stories and to have collaborations with other artists that are doing the same thing. You know, what do you value as an artist that you try to bring through your music, whether it's your own track or you're collaborating with someone or featured on somebody else's Song. What is it that you really try to bring as an artist that's unique?
1: You know, it's so funny that, that you mentioned Dave earlier, because I was, I was having a conversation um, about Dave Chappelle, uh, Richard Pryor uh, earlier today. I was listening okay. to his uh, I was listening to Richard Pryor's um, Widow on a Sway in the Morning. And she was talking about how a lot of Richard's uh, comedy came from his pain. And a lot of us, what we do uh, with the arts is it's coming from a place, it's coming from somewhere. This creativity is fueled by something. Some of us um, come from more stable homes than others, and they're influenced by the arts and things that they're able to see. Some of us take you know, the negative experiences and try to change them to be something else or try to find some beauty or try to find some light in the darkness. And for me, the one thing that I always try to leave in my music is a part of me, and I hope inside of, you know, all the things that I have seen that there is some optimism because I always try to, you know, see the brighter side and I always kind of err or move more towards that, you know, there's more light than darkness. So for me, it's always just, just trying to be my most authentic self in every song, whether it be a collaboration with an artist uh, or just, you know, me on my own. So I always try to put like the most authentic parts of me in every song.
0: I respect that. And I appreciate that. And I think that authenticity is something that you probably can agree goes such a, a long way because you're talking about things that are you, you know, as you talk about. It's music that can, that is related to who you are at your core instead of just, you know, rapping and writing about things that you just think will get you the following instead of get you the right type of following. You know, I even think that in itself is is something that a lot of people struggle with clickbait and trying to do things just for that quick success, whereas you're in it for the long haul, you know? So tell us about the, you know, the music you've got coming up because, you know, again, I've been listening, I've been checking out your music, I've been, I've been listening and I'm a fan and I'm excited to see what's, what's next. So share a little bit about it with those that are tuned in, what to expect.
1: Um, Like you, like you alluded to earlier, it's definitely a collaboration of coast. So you got the, you know, XP coming from the Valley out in LA, you got me coming from, you know, the Bespoke the, the Project City uh here on the East Coast and it, it is a, is a 100% collaborative effort like from the moment we we linked up um you know so it was a combination of me reaching out to producers that I knew that could offer some tracks and him reaching out to producers that he knew to offer some tracks so he, these are relationships that we kind of shared with each other that we had um you know, uh, some of the more noted producers on the track are like uh, Buck Wild from Digging in the Crates, who produced for, you know, Faith Evans, uh, Black Rob, Biggie Smalls, everybody. Um, he did our lead single, Sinful Saints. And then we have a track uh, produced by Rock Mars, who's like the the king of the underground right now. And uh, we got a bunch of dope producers from Recognized Real to Ice Rocks to... Um, ashtray of LA. I mean, there's so many dope producers on here that each gave us their um, like unique canvas for us to kind of paint and and draw different things out of ourselves and out of each other, because I've never done a collaborative project before with another MC. So it was dope to kind of have somebody to kind of bounce and spar off. So, you know, this is definitely going to be a lot different sonically um, and even maybe even um, tonally from the, the music I've done previously, previously excuse me.
0: Yeah. And I like that. Diving into some other lanes, you know, and even as you talk about crossing over and stepping outside of your own comfort zone, um, you know, you're working with, I I like the East coast, West coast. I know I'm going back to that, but even just your own experiences of who you are and who he is to be able to bring those perspectives to light through your music, you know, talk about that process. You you mentioned this is new for you too. And I think Mm -hmm. that's even something that's, very enlightening and educational for others to know, like this isn't as simple as like, I'm talented, you're talented, let's jump on this together. There's a process that goes into it of making it happen and being able to bring both of your voices through in one track.
1: Um, Absolutely. I I think the thing that I credit XP most with is his trust in me. He kind of trusted me to kind of like put all the pieces together as far as like, uh the hooks as far as the singers that we would bring in as far as like where we would go to mix and master the project so having somebody that kind of like put the faith in me as to kind of like you know what like i think you probably better like suited to handle this that was that was kind of dope but on the creative side it was really you know easier to just write a verse as opposed to coming up with a whole concept you know on your own so when he would send um a song back it was like oh okay i just gotta kind of fill in this page right here and um the last two records on the song are songs that like he was he was adamant about like he was he was like yo we we need to have these two songs on the record and during the process you know i caught covid like during the process like we were up in boston oh. mixing, yeah yeah we were it, it was crazy we were we were we were in boston mixing mastering the project and um You know, I got the call from the doctor like, yo, you're COVID, you know, you tested positive. So we had to shut the production down. Everything, you know, everybody had to go through COVID protocol, quarantine. I was down for like three weeks almost. And so we had to go back into the process and start all over again. But this time he was in LA. So it kind of fell on me to get the remainder of everything done And the last two songs you know, with songs that he was very, like, we need to have these songs on the project. But I was already, like, you know, like, we're done. Like, I I was, like, I just mentally I wasn't there. But seeing where he put, where he started and for me to finish off, like, that was a dope process that all I had to do was kind of pick, like, he kind of, like, helped me over the finish line and just had to piggyback off of him. So that was a dope process.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay, so I didn't know about COVID. Um, But what I... (laughs) You know, it's just amazing to me. This is this is like one of those times in history where we're all going to look back on how COVID affected us. You know, like when we look at this year and a half now going on, you know, um, longer than that, of course, looking at all that we've been through, how it impacted us personally, health-wise, you know, and you talk about in the midst of really putting together this major project, catching COVID, and being able to still navigate through that. Um, that's that's something I'm sure when you look back a year, two years, 10 years from now, you're gonna be like, wow, I did all that in the midst of all this. Um, but that's that's special that you, you know, you talk about being able to, in one way it's it's a challenge that's new, but another way it also was a little bit easier that you only you didn't have to focus on every single part of the song and every single uh song on the project, but you were able to just focus on certain verses and then you know tie them into each other. So now the hardest part is letting go. I'm sure um, you've been working on it. It's finally time to, to release and, and let everybody else hear what you and, and XP have been working on. You know, I have to imagine that part of the process is not easy as well of being able to feel like, okay, we're done. We've done all we can. Let's launch this. Let's release this. Tell us, take us through this next step of like letting go of your baby that you do have been working on building for such a long time now.
1: You know, Renee, I'm going to uh, probably like, um, take the joy out of this process because for me it's always about the next song so when the album is like done in my head I'm done with the project like and so it's like that like you know the jitters come back like around release day to see what people are going to think when they hear it but for me it's like I'm done you know so I've been done with the project for like let's say a few months now and I've already started working on another project so um It just never stops for me. And, and part of part of my issue as a human being is trying to, like, enjoy the moment. You know, sometimes I get so caught up and so focused on what's coming next that I don't really enjoy the moment. So it was good to have the listening party uh, last weekend and kind of be back in that space with just me and XP and sharing the music with the people. So that was a good process for me. But um I'm excited to hear, you know, what the people are going to say, what the response to the music is going to be. Like I said, I've never done a collaborative project before. There is some rapper ego in there that, like, okay, who's going to have the better verse? What the people are going to say when they hear it? But, um, you know, yeah, I mean, that's how it goes. Um, but it, it, it's just it's it's cathartic because you, you you start something and you finish it, right? Your first task of the day, whatever it may be, whether it be to make your bed, you start it, you finish. Right. So we started the process, we finished the process. You know, COVID got in away, his mom's health, you know, her untimely passing, but he he stayed in New York, he didn't leave, he finished the process. So there's a lot to be said about starting and finishing something that definitely comes through in this project.
0: Yeah it's it's interesting because you mentioned like you were you're now moved on like you've been working on something else and um that even in itself is is that like next song up i'm gonna say mentality or next project up mentality that you've been working on that you feel like you've done all you can and so for some it may be a little bit scary and nerve-wracking of like letting go of it but for you it's like nope time to let it go. I've moved on. I'm on to the next project, uh, you know, and that's where your focus is now, like constantly pumping out new things. So what, what are you working on next? What's right now, music wise been uh, the project that's been taking most of your attention before we shift into the work that you're doing on in mental health and fitness, but specifically what project are you working on now?
1: Well, just to, just to kind of tap in, like the, the, the process is that I realized that a while ago, um, you know, I didn't get it initially. Uh, I was when I my first album was done with a great super producer by the name of Kenny Dope, and he always used to tell me, Don't get attached to any song, like, don't get attached mm. to the song. And so, you know, it was my first album, so I'm attached to every song because this is like, you know, this is my debut, so I'm attached to every song. But then you realize, or well, I've always kind of been open to the idea that I'm just a vessel anyway. So these songs don't belong to me anyway. These this is energy that needs to come that this is energy that needs to be here. And I was just chosen to be the person that comes through. And I was uh, recently listening to a TED Talks where the author of Eat Pray Love was talking about how she talks to this this idea of this creative energy that, that visits her, right? She takes no ownership of it and she talks to it in such a way, like um, she'll say, like, okay, I got this thought or I got this inspiration. And I tell it, like, she'll she'll say it aloud, like, don't come to me right now. I'm on the freeway. I'm in traffic. I'm headed into a meeting. You know I don't have the time and space and energy to give you the proper attention that you need. So if you really want to be here, you got to wait until I'm in a place to do that. And so the process for me has been that over the past maybe three years, where I've just been in a space, like, when it's time to create, it's time to create. So if it wants to come, it has to come, because... This is what we're doing. So I don't get attached to it that way because I know that it ultimately doesn't belong to me. And, um, you know, I've just been chosen to have it come through me. And for that, I'm blessed.
0: I like that. I like that, that you're a vessel and you're, you know, your gift and talent and music is to allow you to create for other people. So it's selfishly, you know, if you weren't releasing it, you'd be doing a disservice to people that they're not getting yeah. a chance to hear the music that you're creating. You know, I feel like I hear that from a number of artists, especially the ones that we've had on our show, and rappers, artists, MCs, any any musical talent, um, being that you are using your gifts to put out songs and music that's going to hopefully help somebody in some way. Yeah, you know? So I, I, I like that perspective. That's It's bigger than you.
1: Yeah. It, it, but it always has been. I, I read an article, I think, for the 25th anniversary of uh, Thriller. And Michael Jackson, like well, you know, in, in music terms, is like this this perfect trifecta, which Michael Jackson, Quincy Jones, and Rod Temperton, and they only did three albums together. And so it was just like Quincy Jones was saying in an interview how part of the process of them creating was they would come into the studio together, they would have their ideas, and they would leave the door cracked. And the reason mm-hmm. they left the door cracked is because they wanted to invite God or whatever that God energy is that into the room. And so there's something that happens during the process where I know, I feel it. I've been doing it so long that I know, okay, this is going to be a good verse. And I verbally acknowledge that. And I thank the unit, like, thank you for, you know, and then I finish with the process. And so like, there's a selfish and a selflessness that is attached um, to the music. And so the selfish part is how much time, I dedicate to perfecting my craft, right? Because it, it does require a lot of you, especially for what I want to do and what I want to accomplish. But the selfless part is, like you said, to get like here, I, like it's, it's for you. You know, like whether a hundred people listen, whether one person listens, whether a million people listen, like here, it's, it's for you. So selflessly, you could have it.
0: Okay, I, I like the what I the underlying um, foundation of everything that you're sharing is. know you sound like a very spiritual person and you sound like you're very grounded and rooted in understanding um you know your your purpose and that like you mentioned inviting god into these spaces inviting you know um something something bigger than you um you know i believe i'm a very spiritual person myself and I, i do believe that at the core of everything you're doing whatever your faith is for those that are tuning in i'm not pushing my faith on anybody else but whatever you believe in. You know, at the core of everything you do has to align with that. So as you're creating music and I love I love that um, example in the story that you talked about from from the thriller anniversary, because that is special. And that's something that I can hear. And even in what you're sharing is like, you know, you're 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 speaking in a way that I can tell. Hey everyone, it's your host Renee Washington, and I just wanted to take a quick pause from this episode of Beyond the Headlines to talk to you guys about Stamps.com. If you're looking for ways to skip the trip to the post office, dodge all the hectic holiday shopping traffic while saving money and time, you can do so with Stamps.com. It lets you compare rates, print labels, and access exclusive discounts on UPS and USPS services all year long. And it just makes sense, especially for businesses that are sending more mail and packages during the holiday season. So you can access all the post office and UPS shipping services you need, as well as great discounts like up to 40% off USPS rates and 76% off UPS. So just go to Stamps.com and you can sign up with promo code POD, P-O-D, POD, for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. So there's no long-term commitments or contracts, and you can go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter the code POD to start accessing these exclusive discounts and offers today. All right, back to the show. You are tuned in to another episode of Beyond the Headlines brought to you by Fox Sports Radio with me, your host, Renee Washington. I'm joined by fellow Jersey native, born and raised, Rashid Chappelle, MC, who's doing great things in music with a new project dropping, but also discussing the work that he's doing in fitness and mental health. So, Rashid, let's get right back into it. It's not just about the music. And obviously we're, we have you on here because it's not just about the music. You're also doing great work in promoting mental health and fitness. So where does all of this motivation to do more come from? You know, I, I often get the question myself and I, I'm always curious to hear other people's experiences of what led you to understanding or wanting, I should say, to do more than just work you know, and create for yourself, but to know that you're gonna create great music, but also use your platform to help spread these positive messages and inspire other people and empower other people through what you're doing. What was that turning point for you that motivated you to want to do more?
1: It, it's, it comes from like, um, you know, it, the irony is when you have less, you do more, right? So when 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 I realized that I had less time and I had less energy and I had less motivation and I had, you know, just, just less desire, to be my greatest self. I had to really tap in. And I really have to thank um, someone by the name of Edwin DeSena, um, who I've known since I was maybe 14, 15 years old, who kind of um, became an example for me of, like, motivation gets you started and, uh, you know, dedication keeps you going. (coughs) Excuse me, your discipline keeps you going. And so, you know, I've always been a fan of boxing and you can't box without being strong between the ears. It's not about the body. You know, the body follows the mind. And um, I had all these books that I had written. I had lived, you know, like a pretty colorful life, but it was like, I had gotten to a place with the separation of my wife, where I kind of just like got lost. You know, I I was working a nine to five and, you know, I was making money you know, the type of job where people, you know, corporate job, people go to this job, they die, they retire, they get their pension, they take their three weeks vacation a year. But I was never happy. And so I had to really figure out like, who I wanted to be. And ultimately, what I wanted to be was the best version of myself. So I mean, I had to do the work. And the work started from the inside out. And once I started edifying myself on the inside, you know, we we say at the boxing gym all the time, you can look like a fighter, or you can fight. Like, which one do you want to do, right? Because there's a lot of people who we walk around and we look like the part, but we don't really play that role. You know what I mean? So we look on the outside that we have it all composed, we have it all together, but we really don't, you know, and, and it's, fine. And, but the thing is, it's fine not to have it all together because no one does, but it's acknowledging in those moments when we don't, like, is there a place, a safe place for us to go to acknowledge that and still like come back on the other side and be ready to do some more work. So that's what it's all about.
0: Wow. Yeah. And, and as you talk about, it's through, you know, when you have less, you want to do more. You know, when you have major changes in your life, those are the defining moments that can either make you or break you. And as you're talking about being able to use them and use those experiences to really be able to pivot and adjust and figure out um, how you can how you can continue to not only push forward for yourself, but to also push forward to be able to help others you know, and I I like what you're saying about even boxing, because it is always, it's always great to me. I feel like there's always, everybody has that metaphor, like that aspect of their life that is kind of the foundation. And for you, it's boxing and to be able to use what you learn in the ring and, and what you've done as a boxer, um, to be able to correlate that to life and have those same lessons through your, your music career, through your work that you're doing. So, um, Have you always been in boxing? Give us a little bit about your boxing background. Are you are you holding back on us? You're low key like. I
1: I would never call myself. I would never call myself a boxer because I respect too much what those guys do, but I do study the. I do that. I study the discipline of boxing because the more I, because from the outside, I, I liked what I saw. Okay. And 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 I didn't know how much went into it, and how much you can learn every day, like something as simple as throwing a jab, which is the first punch, right, is a jab. But knowing that the jab is not actually, a, it, not only is the jab a, a punch, but it could also be a slip. It could also be a different, like, so there's so many different variations of only seven or eight punches that you possibly can throw. But there's so many different variations and life is so many different variations of the same lessons that we learn is how you adjust how you pivot to those, right? Do you, When do you put your hands up? When do you put your guard up? When do you become offensive? You know, when do you go to the left? When do you go to the right? When do you stand still? When do you fight? When do you hold? You know, so it's, it's, so, many, it's so many things that I learned in it and how much I didn't know, just so much I don't know about life. And so you go to the gym and you hit the bag and you're like, yeah, but, you know, we, you, I'm sure you've heard the, the phrase before, but the jab doesn't hit back. I mean, the bag doesn't hit back. So what do you do when life starts hitting you back? Like how do you adjust to that? And so and 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 I never want to go to the gym, but you go anyway. Right. You know, so it, it, it's getting into is it, getting into that mindset. You know, you're never upset that you did, right? You never you never leave the gym like, damn, I wish I wouldn't have done that 35, 40 minute workout, you know, or hour workout or whatever, or when I go with Ed, three hour workout because he's a he's a maniac, you know, but it's like um, you you're never upset that you went you find out something about yourself because life is going to test you right and and i said i said this uh on a song like we all have a price and you better hope that you know what yours is before someone else does right because you never want to meet that day where you find out what you're praying like oh wow this i am made of this and i don't have it you know so you know we have a saying that um if someone's going to take it from me, it has to be another lion. It's not going to be a lamb. It's not going to be, you know, it has to be another lion. He has to take it from me. So you just prepare yourself for that mentally. You prepare yourself for that as best you can physically. I was terribly out of shape. I was about 40 pounds heavier than I was about, I don't know, six months ago. And I just decided to, yo, let's get back. You know, let's go.
0: Well, you're clearly working out way more than I am. Uh, two, three hours in the gym—I don't know. You say you, you don't have to go. To, you don't have to go to the gym, but you make the push. I am struggling with that myself. But um, no. But in all seriousness, the mentality of being able to push through um, those levels of discomfort and being able to push through and and get back, whether it's physically for you uh, or even mentally, emotionally, you know, career-wise, professionally with your music, whatever it may be. Being able to push through those barriers is also something that you're you're really consistently being able to share through your experiences. And that's special, you know, because it's like I said before, it could make or break you. Something as simple as going to the gym, which is simple for you, is a struggle for someone like myself. Um, So, you know, even (laughs) in all seriousness, that I feel like it's always such a, a, a dividing line for people of how far are you willing to go for what you want? you know, if you want to be fitter, if you want your career to take off, if you want to be happier even, like whatever it may be, it's easy to take the, the, the path more commonly traveled that everybody yeah. else is doing. It's harder to take the path less traveled. And so for you, you know, you're a black man, you are an artist, you are an advocate for mental health, you're an advocate for fitness, you're doing all these great things, you're articulate and you're, you're, you're spiritual, you're not fitting into any box. You know so how challenging has it been for you to be able to still remain yourself through all this and no matter what life throws at you personally professionally to continue to stay on that path because it's not easy so i'm, I'm it just not only know the challenge but also the advice that you give for that young professional that's trying to get started on their own journey and is coming up against those hurdles you know, take us through what has really helped you get through that to keep pushing. Because again, I can hear where you had moments in your life, your mom, your marriage, your even fitness journeys that you could have gone a different direction, but you didn't. So, what is that advice, and and how challenging has it been for you to push through?
1: Renee, honestly, I, I get that question a lot, and I I don't know. You know, I just I just always felt that you know there was more for me. You know, and mm-hmm. I think it's a I think it's a personal decision that we have to make like you know where you are or you know doesn't have to be where you stay and I was just never satisfied I was just never satisfied and it it may ultimately have cost me my marriage it may have I know it's cost me some personal relationships because I was just never satisfied there's so much more I come from a city called Passake New Jersey which is 3.2 square miles it's one high school one middle school everybody knows each other Both my parents are crackheads. You know, if you look at statistics, I'm not supposed to be doing any of the things that I'm supposed to, that I've done, you know, uh, performing in Switzerland and Germany and Japan. I'm not supposed to do that, but I always knew I would. There was never a doubt. You know, we we, we talk about, um, you know, this confidence that a Kanye West has. So we talk about the arrogance that a um, Michael Jordan may have had when he played. But, you know, in order to chase a dream, right? And this is crazy, not to get too philosophical, but in order to chase a dream, you have to abandon reality because everything in reality is going to tell you no. Ooh. Everything is going to tell you, everything in, everything in life is going to tell you, you know, get that extra half hour of sleep, eat that cheesecake, you uh-huh. know, um, stay up later. You know, like you said, is about what you want. Like, what are you willing to do to get it? And trust me, I, I, I struggle to find the time I struggle to, to make the way, you know, but how bad do you want it? And, and it's been up and down has been fights has been, you know, losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight, but is consistency is key. And it's like, you know, you, you, you just have to commit to it and it sounds so much easier than said. And I, and I will tell you, it is, it is, it is hard. It is very difficult. You know, I've been offered record deals from, major labels from Sony to Atlantic, but that's not, that artist is not who I am. I would, I would have been miserable doing something that wasn't me Mm -hmm. just for, you know, because people, they wouldn't have known me. And it's like, you know, like I'm putting so much of me into the music. If a hundred thousand people around the globe knows me, for me, then I can respect that as opposed to a hundred million, you know, having some caricature or, you know, some false image of me.
0: Wow, dropping gems, Rasheed. Dropping gems. That's how we do in Jersey. We just drop gems. Yes. We've got experiences that we could just like.
1: Only in North Jersey, though. Only in North Jersey, this comes kind of <laughs> from. Okay.
0: <laughs> all right, that's a good. That's a good uh, punchback for the jab I took at North Jersey earlier. So we're even. Um, but no, in all <laughs> seriousness, as you talk about, I love that quote that you said of it. In order to chase a dream, you have to be willing to abandon reality. You know, you've got to let go. You know what? God works in mysterious ways. Because when I tell you I was just listening to a message about this earlier, about having to let go of yourself in order to to pursue what's, what's bigger than you, you know, we often get so tied to what we think is supposed to happen, what we want, what we think we're supposed to be doing, and our plan that we lose sight of the fact that we might be limiting ourselves. We might be, and this is literally what I heard earlier today, which is again, timing is everything. Um, We might be so focused on trying to build around an old expired version of us that is outdated, that is lesser than what we could be and blocking our own blessings because of that. So as you're sharing, you know, you grew up in Passaic, I know Passaic, You grew up in, in Passaic in in North Jersey. You're in a, in a, in a town that's, as you mentioned, small, where you're not supposed to make it. All factors around you are pointing to you not getting to where you are today, yet here you are, you know? So you had to let go of who you were and what society was trying to even possibly box you into to be able to step into something far greater than yourself. So I love that, that idea of you know, abandoning reality to pursue a dream, you know, letting go of what you see to step out on what you, you know, have to have faith on what you can't see. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what it all are you doing around promoting fitness and mental health? Just share that with, with those tuned in as well, because I can, again, I can hear it. It's consistent. It's authentic. And as you mentioned, it's not for show. This is, you'd rather have a smaller group of followers that are quality followers that follow you for who you are versus doing things and getting that quantity, you know, quality over or quantity mindset, um, but it not being who you are. So how are you tapping into on the mental health and fitness side, continuing to push that as well, whether it's personally or, or even just helping others in their journey?
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's just what you said. It, it, it is a private thing. And it is um, something that um, as a group of us who we kind of hold us, hold each other accountable. And, um, it started, you know, with me personally with, with Ed, and then he introduced me to a brother by the name of Pete. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram, uh, Peter Roldan. And um, he has like a traveling um, boxing clinic where he goes to different towns in the community, and he'll just show up with some mitts and some gloves. And anybody who wants to come, he'll, he'll box with them. You know, he'll, he'll show them if they know, he'll teach them something. If, if they already are familiar with boxing, he'll get some rounds in on the pads with them. And yeah. it just kind of gets you in the mindset of getting the body active. And then from there, you know, we have conversations with people all the time because the industry is is show business. Right. And sometimes you can kind of get caught up in the business of show and, and kind of lose who you really are at your core and so we just try to maintain these conversations that like i said earlier it's okay not to have it all together because it is always a challenge it is always you know how could i rise up the ladder how can i better jockey for position and it's so many egos and it's so many different personalities that you have to um you know contend with and um you know when you're doing something as personal as art that comes from a place of pain or pride or wherever it's coming from and it's not getting certain delight that you would like or the recognition, you gotta check yourself sometimes. And you need to have people around you that can check you as well. And so, you know, I just, well, we, we just promote having these conversations. And, you know, one of the reasons why even I don't have a stage name, like my name is Rashid Chappelle because like this is who I am, you know? And so through the music, um, you know, through the conversations that I've I've learned to, you know, um, so many different lessons from, you, you know, you asked me, how did I get here? I mean, the list of people who have been instrumental in, in helping me develop or to protect me or put me in a space where I could have this identity and not feel um, as an outcast or not feel like I'm doing something different. You know, it starts with Marvin Walker. It starts with my Uncle Terrence. You know who um is a gay black man who taught me about fashion who taught me about you know he, he gave me a lesson very early in life about everybody that a second chance even yourself you know and that was something hard to swallow at 17 18 years. i didn't know what he was talking about i didn't know that i had even wronged anyone at that time you know so you know it, it's just my grandfather i mean there's so many people i can name that helped me get to this space but as as it's happening, you know the way life works is you don't know that these lessons are taking place until later, you know. So at the times I didn't I didn't know that it was going to be what shape me. I was just you know living life, and you know my grandfather used to say all the time like if someone meets you at six o'clock in the morning and they see you again at six in the afternoon, you should in the evening you should be the same person. Should let nothing change you. So I've always like kind of trying to stick by that, and you know that's been like my motto.
0: Yeah, and and it's, it's you know, as you talk about, it's having those lessons that you learn even before the actual experience. You know, I think a lot of people always assume it's the opposite, that things that we are faced with in life, we then learn the lesson after. And there's definitely those experiences as well. But as you talk about, the village around you, your grandfather, different people that have been so instrumental in your life, a lot of them were even teaching you things before you even knew You know, they are preparing you for things that you didn't even step into yet, that you didn't even Mm -hmm. see and, and deal with yet. So, you know, I think that is even something that we often lose sight of the value of our past and how it can help our future. You know, you should be learning. You should be listening. You should be growing, of course, through what you're going through now. But you should also be able to tap back into some of those previous messages that you heard growing up. You know, as you talk about being 17 years old. And at that time, you probably didn't even understand why as you're sharing but again eventually it did make sense so i i love that theme and that that um, idea i should say of things not always making sense right now but one day it will you know whether yeah. it's a lesson an experience a hardship a struggle whatever it may be you know sometimes we're often so focused on like what does this mean when in reality that message that you heard at 17 didn't mean anything at that age it wasn't supposed to it yes. was it was preparing you for Years some, from then, when it would make sense.
1: Ooh. Yeah, what do you say? The best, the best teachers in life are what? Uh, empty stomach, empty pocket, and broken heart, right? So it's mm-hmm. like you, like, what do you do with those things, right? So you, you, you yeah. learn from heartbreak that you're not gonna die, right? <laughs> like it's like you can love again. It's okay. It's fine, you know. And uh, you learn from an empty stomach that look, you know, like some days are gonna be lean, and what are you gonna do in those days? And with an empty pocket, you gotta go out and get it. You know, so I've also learned a ton of lessons from the other way. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like my parents, like I said, both were addicted to crack and and, and cocaine and, and alcohol. I've never drank or smoked in my life, not because I was on some I'm better than, but I just saw and went the other way. You know, so you learn, you learn. And I thank my parents all the time. I thank them all the time for what they showed me because I knew, OK, that's not what I wanted to do. So I went the opposite way. And so I learned from people, you know, um, I learned loyalty and I learned respect from, you know, somebody who, you know, was a a, a a huge drug dealer in my town. But he was he refused to let me sell drugs because of the respect he had for my dad. So he yeah, would he, 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 he literally. had He had three cars, maybe at the time I had a bike and he would have me ride my bike to pick him up on on my bike to drive him to where he was gonna be, to ride him to where he's gonna be. And then at night he would uh invite me over to his house. He would have me um iron his pants for him and give me like four dollars for a pair of pants that I ironed. He would have his mom cook, bring stuff home for my sister, you know, who's nine years younger than me. And um, you know, like he took care of me, you know, and he, you know, and, and showed me a lot. Like, you know, like, yo, like he was like, you too smart to be out here. Like you got too hmm. much going on. And it would have been so much easier for him to give me something to just go make some money on the street. But he was like, nah, that's not mm, that's not how it's going down for you. So there's been a ton of people, man.
0: Yeah. And those those warriors, those angels, those people that help, as you're talking about, they show up in different forms at different times. And it is like like you said, um, you know, it doesn't it doesn't always in the moment makes sense, but I'm sure now looking back, you're so thankful and appreciative. Like you said with your parents, you're so thankful and appreciative. And as a kid, growing up with two parents who were addicts, not gonna think that at that time, you're like, oh, thanks mom and dad. But now as an adult, when you talk about the strength and and the way it's helped you go a different path in your life and you still have that relationship with them or you are still close with them, it sounds like, you can still, you now have um, a better understanding of kind of the overarching why, why this, why. You
1: went through that. Let me let me let me share this with you, right? And and it's it's so crazy how life, like you said, it it, it, it it just you know the conversation that you have. And I know I wanted to be. I thought that the reason that there was a distance between my parents and I was because um, of their addiction, right? I was certain of it. I was a hundred percent certain that if my parents were clean, our relationship would be better, right? I was so. When I started having kids, uh, you know, because my wife and I started having kids at 17, I was like, I'm never going to be like that. I'm never, I'm never going to be like, I'm going to be emotionally available for my kids. I'm going to be physically present for my kids. And as they grew up, you know, um, we, cl- we bumped heads. And it was like, it didn't matter. Like that's how that's the that's the relationship between parents and kids sometimes. So it made me come back to say, you know, once my parents got clean, because I was I was holding, you know, I, again to what my to what my uncle taught me, like everyone deserves a second chance, even yourself, because you don't want to be judged for your worst day, right? You know, and 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 even crazier, I don't want to be held to the standard of my best day. I don't want you to think that every day, that day is going to be every day for me. So I, I, I don't even want that. So, you know, and it's like, um, I had to reconnect. Like when I came, when I, when I left my marriage and I, I had to really like tap back into the source, like I had to do the work I'm like, yo, wh- where does all this stem from? Like, who am I? And, um, you know, I've, I've made a ton of money and been unhappy and I faced eviction and been the happiest because I was living life on my terms, which is so crazy. And um you know, it just it is just amazing the journey of life. And it's like um, you know, I would I wouldn't change any of it. You know, I, I I've never had a bad day because I've never missed one. You know, you miss a day. Try missing a day. You see what a what a bad day is. And um I just learned so much, you know, and, and I'm I'm just always so excited for the next one to see like what I can learn today, you know? So life is life is a crazy, but beautiful thing.
0: Yes, it is. And I didn't know you were gonna come on here preaching. I mean, somebody passed the collection plate. My goodness, you came in here, I mean, dropping some serious great gems. I mean, even the perspective you're sharing about how when you became a parent, trying to just be this perfect dad for your kids and understanding that or learning i would say that regardless of who your parents are, I don't care how much money they have, I don't care uh what jobs they have or any anything else you will always butt heads with your parents. And that even is such a small lesson that you're like that perspective that you were able to learn and that you are sharing of like We often think of our experience as being so terrible. And, yes, you butt heads with your parents, but so did I and so did everybody else, you know, regardless of of what your upbringing was. So even that small little bit of perspective that you were able to get now being on the other side as a parent yourself, um, it just ties back to the idea of being able to learn from your past, grow from your past, and even appreciate it. You know, like I like I put on the screen, the good and the bad, appreciating it all because it did really shape who you are today. So, you know, you've got some incredible things that you are doing. I know you touched on the fact that you are releasing your Project RX is coming out this week. I cannot believe it. I remember us scheduling this, this interview and the timing being perfect. Uh, so just share a little bit with everybody before we wrap up here, not only where they can follow you, but what they can be on the lookout for where they can get, you know, promo everything, where they can listen, where they can follow, where they can keep up with you. Promote it all.
1: (laughs) Okay, here 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 it goes. Rashid Chappelle, the album Rx for X Peter Marksman is dropping Tuesday at midnight. So the 17th uh, is going to be available on all streaming, all digital, wherever you get your music from is where you can find it. Uh, YouTube, it's going to be on Tidal, Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere you can get your music. We also have a music video dropping um, entitled Tossed to Metal, which is uh, produced by Rock Marciano featuring Jay Royale from Baltimore. Shout out to Jay Royale. Directed by my man. Um, actually, I directed the video. That was my first directorial debut. I actually directed this music video called Tossed to Metal. But um, we have a video being, um, we have the videos out, Sinful Saints, uh, which was shot by my man, Famous AAA. Who is a phenomenal uh, videographer who I've been working with for uh, almost like four months now, like every visual that you've seen pretty much. We also got new Vegas films doing a couple videos for us as well. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Rashid Chappelle everywhere. X Peter Marksman with an X, um, for Marksman. You can find him everywhere as well. Um, shout out to all the producers that worked on the project, um, Cape town, who did the artwork, Adam. Um, who's doing our digital distribution through Perfect Time Publishing. Uh, just everyone who's helped and and touched this project the, from Yolanda Sargent to Jen, Jeanette Berry uh, to DJ Eclipse who did cuts on the record, Malcolm Seth, Arkin, so many people. Everyone who touched the album, I want to thank you. Renee, I want to thank you for giving us an opportunity to kind of talk about some things beyond the music. Um, every platform that's given us uh you know some voice to, to talk about the project like i'm thankful for that and uh you know i got a project coming i don't even want to talk about the project coming after that because i want to live in a moment i want to follow my own advice Absolutely. and expert is xp xp to marksman Rashid chappelle rx uh november 17th the day before my 17 year old turns 18 who who's here with me right now um so yeah like life is good
0: Wow! Well, happy early birthday to your seventeen-year-old, who's going to be an adult. Good luck. Um,
1: <laughs> good
0: luck, I should say.
1: He's my AR. He um, it. tells me if the songs are good or not.
0: There you go. See that? There's there. Everybody has a role to play. Everybody has a role mm-hmm. to play. But I'm excited. I mean, again, it sounds like you have been continuing to stay grounded in who you are through the way that you're building your career, but it also seems like you've got some great things that are on the horizon. As you talk about, there's a whole project you haven't even been able to, been sharing with us, I should say, because you're so focused on the now. So, you know, there, there's more, there's much more that you're working on that you got up your sleeves. So I even respect that because that's <laughs> that's how it's supposed to be. I always tell people like you, everything doesn't have to be shared right now some things you got to wait on, you know, we just quietly chipping away, writing away, whatever, you know, working on that project. Um, because when the timing is right, it'll be dropping and I'm excited for that. So I appreciate you for taking time to share your music, but also to come and preach today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh, Let me shout out Jack Almashoff who did the, the picture on the inside of the CD. Um, and shout out to my man, a uh, prolific kid, Kevin Williams, who just did an amazing documentary piece on me right now. Go to YouTube, check that out. Just Google my name, Rashid Chappelle, and it should come up. It's called uh, East Side with Love. It just dropped like Friday. So you want to, if I didn't, we did, if I didn't, we didn't cover enough here, then you can get the rest over in the docu-piece that he did.
0: Oh, yeah. Look, we could have talked, I can tell, but the, all that you got going on, this could be a whole... 60, you know, another 60 minutes that we could have gotten into just talking about your experiences, your upbringing, uh, your your inspiration. I can tell you've got a lot in your story, which is what makes it great because, you know, the rest is is still being written right now as, as you're working through it. So don't forget about us. As I always say to people, don't forget about us here on Beyond the Headlines because I appreciate you taking time to stop by and nothing but the best of luck to you because I'm excited for the day that I can say, I remember when i had rashid Chappelle on my show to talk about mm-hmm. his music prior to the release of rx so thank you so much continue to be blessed continue to great great things and for everybody else tuning in again be sure to give rashid a follow at rashid chapelle across all social media you do not want to miss the music that is coming out i can tell you that um just listening to what has already been put out. I know it's going to be great. The videos, the music, it's going to be exciting. So thank you all for tuning in to another edition of Beyond the Headlines. With me, your host, Renee Washington. As always, give us a follow so you can keep up with us each and every week. We've got another live episode coming this Thursday as we're getting into the NFL and NBA here on Fox Sports Radio. So have a good one. From my guest, Rasheed Chappelle, myself, Renee Washington, thank you all so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Continue to be blessed. Continue to what was it? Let go of reality and step into those dreams to make it happen. See you guys next time.
1: Peace. Only on Beyond the Headlines, this is Beyond the Headlines. <laughs> Only on Beyond the Headlines, this is Beyond the Headlines. <laughs> Only on Beyond the Headlines, this is Beyond the Headlines. We're Renee Washington.